Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Girl, stop playing. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You know that I believe that you can make the money and you can get the honey. You don't have to choose. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And today in the studio, you know I get to introduce y'all to a working woman, but Before I do that, y'all got to show the show some love. So make sure you like this episode, comment below, and subscribe to the channel so that you can tap in and tune into all of the amazing conversations and all of the great information that we share here on Girl Stop Playing. So today you get to meet Shaquana Brooks, a.k.a. Miss business. She is in the building to teach us how to not go to jail um, with these taxes, y'all. There's a whole lot of uh, schemes and scams out here in these streets, girl. We're trying to to stay out on the streets, okay? Yes, I love it when people are always like, yeah, she's going to help us stay out of jail. Please. Please do, (laughs) because some of these interviews, and I feel like I always have to give, this is the second episode that I've had with, um, with the CPA where we're talking about taxes, and I have just seen some of the craziest conversations in these internet streets. And I'm like, not up in here. (laughs) What we not gonna do is have the people looking at your girl. So, um, but before we get into that, I am intrigued by the fact that taxes, accounting, I'm like, I wanna make the money. I don't wanna know nothing else, like how we manage the money, none of that stuff. So when people are like passionate about this, I'm interested because it's like total opposite of me. But you actually started out Pre-med. So I want to talk a little bit about that transition. Oh, you did your research. I did my research. Yes, I did. I did. And I think it's such a common place for people to be like dead set on one thing or, you know, going down this track to the point where they're afraid to do something different. And not always because they're truly afraid. Sometimes it's like, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Are people going to support it? So take us back to pre-med Miss Business. Wow, I love that you like dug that up. No one has ever asked me about yes, that yeah. before. It's a first. Yes, it is a first. Okay, so pre-med. I So after high school, I had this thought in my mind that I was going to go off and do real estate. And yeah, that's all I was going to do. So market crashed. And at the time I was like 18, 19, I wanted to hang out. Everyone in my office was like taking things super serious. I said, you know what? I'm going back to school, Mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, I'm 18, 19. I still get money from my parents, right? So (laughs) it wasn't as serious. Yeah, I still had some time. So I went back to school and I couldn't really figure out what exactly I wanted to do. Um, But I took an anatomy class and I fell in love with the idea of understanding what's happening with the body, different parts of the mm-hmm. body. And so from that's not then, a class where you were like this dissecting things, is it? You did dissect, but that's when you learn about every single part of the body, Ooh. every bone, every muscle. And you had to like, I had a quiz and I had to know there's maybe, I can't remember now, but maybe a hundred, it's like the hundred or 300 different parts of the body, but you had to know. know. Wow. And so I was just like, one, I'm a geek. I've always liked to study. That's just always been me. So 
I had to study. I was uh, like getting in these groups and we would have to study so hard, but I did so good, like 4.0 GPA. Okay. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to go full throttle with this. So I'm a person, like, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it at the highest level. Mm -hmm. So now I'm researching, you know, certain careers. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Who makes the most? An anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to school to be an anesthesiologist. So I went through, did my entire associate's degree in um, Mm pre-med, and then I was going to go off to finish, you know, my biology degree. But when I switched over and continued after I finished the associate degree part, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't really like this. I was like, because you know what it was? As it started getting harder and away from like parts of the body, I'm like doing physics and and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't don't really like this. this. And I'm a person, I am not afraid to pivot. I will pivot 10 million times. I do not care. I will. People who've been doing something for 25 years because that's just what they've been doing. I will cut it off. I will pivot quick. So I said, you know what? I don't want to do this. So what I did in the middle of the semester, I started picking my class for the next semester and Mm -hmm. I switched my whole degree to finance because I've always loved business. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? At the time, again, very strategic with everything I do. So at the time, my school, of course, had a finance program, also an accounting program. But my best friend, she was already in um, working at one of the big four accounting firms. So she's like, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to do in order Mm -hmm. to get a job. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. But I always was intrigued with stocks. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do finance. But... I said, you know what? Nope. My school has a better accounting program. I have the blueprint for my best friend. I'm going the accounting route. Mm-hmm. So I went the accounting route, and then that's how I got and here. And the rest is history. The rest is history. So I can just imagine, um, or I can guess, and you you tell me, what were people's opinions when you said? Because I feel like if I was like pre-med, like my mom would be so proud. She'd be telling other people, <laughs> yo, my baby is about to be a doctor. And then if I'm like, yo, I'm going to be an accountant, she'd be like, <laughs> What are you Crickets. doing, right? So did you have to... I mean, and there's nothing wrong with being an accountant, but you know mm-hmm. how mamas be. Like, they, they have it in your, to their mind. They brag on their doctor child, right? So did you have to deal with any of that when you decided to make your pivot? Or were, were your people just supportive? Nope. My mom and dad, and I always say that every parent... So my dad, he's an entrepreneur. My, my mom, she worked um, as a correction officer. And I always have freedom to do whatever it is mm. I want to do. And I think that that has truly been a blessing. And so I always tell people that have children the best thing that you can do is give your child the option I never felt like I couldn't pivot because I always knew that my parents had me so if I wanted to go from pre-med I'm not like oh my god I need to finish because I have to make sure that my degree is finished at at this age Mm -hmm. I didn't have that pressure because I was just floating through life I'm like no I don't want to do real estate (laughs) I'm here for the soft life yeah if you don't if you did not get the soft life it is your responsibility to give it to your children I because totally I can't t- like even my mom talked about how she had to go to the military because my grandma wouldn't let her go to fashion school and it's like you don't forget about this like you literally gave up on your dreams because your mama told you no so mm-hmm. that is such a thing and I don't know of other communities but specifically for the you know for a lot of black parents we don't afford our children the opportunity to figure it out there's like a clip going around right now of some reality show where it's like one clip of the black girl who's talking to her mom and and her mom is like no you gotta get a job right now you gotta be you know you gotta get serious and then it flips to like a white boy and his family is like well I don't know I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was in college and now I'm the the president Mm -hmm. of so and so and I've been in the senate for and it's like we put so much pressure pressure on on children you're 18 19 like how are you supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of forever no one questioned me and I think back sometimes I'm like oh my god maybe I needed more structure I don't know it worked out I was about to say it it worked worked out. out yes but I'm I always say, like, no one was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. estate one year, pre-med another year, accounting another year? And then with accounting, in order to um, become a CPA, you can't do four years of school. You have to do five. Okay. Right? So now that was an additional year. But I never felt 
like I was behind. I never felt any pressure because I didn't have anyone saying, oh, Brave you, Diana? yeah, like you need to make sure that you are done with this because you have to do this. No, like they brought me a car. I love it. They, you know, like I didn't have a car. No, I was still living at home. And that's the other thing. So many of I was us are like trying to pay bills and do the things at such a young age that you don't have the time to just figure to it just out. Figure it out. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. So shout out to my parents. Because they did parents. that. So what is going to be your, do you have children? I don't have Not children. Yet. Okay, Not so yet. What is going to be your philosophy on college? Because you had the privilege of having an entrepreneur parent. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is like golden. It has been a game changer for me. Like I always feel like I have the, you got kind of like the blueprint. Like I already, code. I had the cheat code. I love I it. I had the cheat code. So what, what will you, and I don't, I don't, feel like anybody's necessarily pressuring their kids to go to college these mm-hmm. days and maybe but what will be your advice um so for me I would try to encourage my kids to go to college only I look at college as a networking mm-hmm. tool the the CEOs the mm-hmm. uh, and not all entrepreneurs know but you have a lot of great people that you meet in college and sure. I do feel like you meet people after school but when I think about my life I feel like all all the people that all my friends all the people that has helped me has been from you know elementary that's why I'm like oh no when I get a kid my kid going to go I'm paying tuition I yes, want my kid yes, to go yes. with go to school with affluent with you know people. people because your friends are your friends mm-hmm. right so I really look at school as not really like an education thing I look at it more so like um, like a networking. That is so true. And that, mm-hmm. again, is something that it's true, but you kind of learn it on either the backside when it's too late or you don't really think about that when mm-hmm. you're doing it. Yeah. So even like the, the internship thing, I, I was an education major. I ain't do no internship, but the people who did internships and really mm-hmm. made those connections, networked and learned about corporate culture without the pressure of, yes. you know, being in your career. Those are the things that I feel like if you are going to suggest that your your child goes to college, having those conversations, because it is your experience to learn who you are, to develop yourself, to get mm-hmm. that first taste of freedom without the pressure without. of paying the bills and doing the things yes. and then meeting the people when everybody's broke, you know, because it's so mm-hmm. it's so much pressure to have it all together after college after. but we ain't nobody got nothing yep. and when, when you're, you're in college it's like let's have let fun let's go field. to school yep. yes so I love it and and hopefully somebody out there who is either considering whether or not they want to go to college or having those conversations with their children now it's like in my opinion go to college but I ain't paying for it I'm not paying. You're nope. not gonna pay for nope. your son to go to college. No, he's so cute. He, thank you. You should he's, be doing he, everything he's for so him. Cute. He's so cute. So smart. <laughs> and Mama is gonna work these scholarships. I'm, you can okay. go. That, yeah. no, I'm not that saying he's gonna pay. Absolutely not. Oh. Let me clear that up. Okay. <laughs> we ain't getting no loans in your, in your name. We not doing that. But I had a full scholarship. I didn't have to pay oh, a dime. Man. You think my baby is paying? No, but he going. Right. He, if he chooses, but he going. Okay. He's yeah, going. I think everything is so different now. It is. And there's opportunities. There's yeah. funding. There's money out there. We just don't be we knowing don't know it's available to or it. having access important. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So what about somebody who is already an entrepreneur? They're mm-hmm. already in business. Let's say they've been in business for five years, but they're not feeling it anymore. They are feeling unfulfilled and they don't have that missed business about them where they are just like willing to pivot what's your advice for that person like how do you know when it's time to pivot okay so there's a few times when you know it's time to pivot the first time you know it's time to pivot is when you're not being fulfilled right so I always look at everything as I have one life and that's my favorite mm-hmm. line I'm like I have one life I'm not dealing with this mm-hmm. right? it's, it's a little dismissive sometimes but it's true it's so true I have one life am I gonna spend it unhappy But again, you do have to make the correct decisions at the same time. So I think sometimes most people are failing because they don't have the right tools, they don't have the right resources, and they may not feel fulfilled because they're not succeeding. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that may happen. So I guess it depends on where the person is. If you're succeeding and your business is at its pentacle, but you are like, hmm, I'm not fulfilled, then it may be time for you to pivot onto something else. And if you built one business, I believe if you give an entrepreneur, like if you're an entrepreneur at heart, if you built one million dollar business, you could build another one. Yep. Right? And but, faster. And faster. 
But if it's a situation where you you're not fulfilled because you feel like what you're doing is not working, you may need to sit down and really analyze why it's not working. Because a lot of times in business, we as business owners don't realize that we're the problem Mm -hmm. and we have too much ego to really admit that it's us and not really focus on, okay. These are my issues that I'm projecting on my business, right? So, like, for me, I learned that quick. Like, I am very, like, I don't want to deal with this. But I'm like, I can't do that all the time, right? So, and it's still an issue for me sometimes. But... I know that's my issue, so I hire people. You work through, Listen, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I hire. Through, yeah, you work I, through it. I'm yeah, you work you through it. Because sometimes it's something that you don't want to change. You don't mm-hmm. have to change everything. Sometimes I don't want to deal with certain things. So if I don't want to deal with it, that's fine. I'll just hire but somebody, somebody has to, deal to deal with it. Yeah, right. And so I'm consistently analyzing my business, analyzing my revenues, analyzing my expenses, analyzing my employees, and that's what's needed. And I do feel like in order for you to really succeed, especially as a small business, you have to be willing to consistently pivot. Mm. Pivot to stay uh, current. Pivot to um, add additional services or just perfect the services that you have. Because those services that you started out with, you're going to be looking back like, oh, my God, people really gave me money for this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so And knowing that what you start with is not what you have to stay with. Yes. Like, you don't have to be a slave to this thing just because you built it. And a lot of times our ego gets caught up in it. Like, we've branded it. ourselves as this thing or people only know us for doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So we just get stuck even though we're unhappy. And I always say, like, you didn't quit that job to, to be a slave for yourself. Like, you did not do that. Entrepreneurship is all about freedom. Like, that is what we're doing this for. So um, if you are feeling like this is not for you, it don't have to be for you. You have the freedom to change it. You have the freedom to change it. And I love that you also mentioned, like, sometimes it's you, sis. Like, Sometimes sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's not the strategy. It is you. Sometimes it's you holding your own business back. And you have to be willing to accept that. And we've had conversations about, like, the emotional things that we bring to our business that you know your your emotions your mental like all of the things when you are an entrepreneur especially if you're a solopreneur or even not if you're leading a team like if you don't consistently work on yourself you can literally like sink the ship yeah that's so true i think that people um a lot of times when they have these have a business especially when they're trying to do everything themselves like you are hurting your business i tell everyone as soon as I used to talk to clients and do onboardings um, in my business, and of course, onboardings is discussing pricing. As soon as I stopped discussing pricing and sending out invoices, my revenue increased. You know mm-hmm. why? Because it wasn't necessarily that people were asking for discounts. But if somebody came to me and they're like, oh, my God, I haven't filed my taxes in three years. And, um, you know, I really need to file them. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God, I know it's going to be, like, so expensive. Or I don't know. I know I'm going to have to pay triple the amount. I'm like, girl, don't worry about we'll it. Cause it we'll work it out. Like, I'll just charge you for, like, two years. And then that's fine. My employees do not care. Like, the numbers they, are the, the numbers. The you price. said three of that. Yes. You said two of that. Okay, you... Because they don't have that emotional... I mean, it's like when no you work emotion. at a job. This these people money. Like, I, I'm going to collect what they They don't care. And if you're not happy yes. and you want to walk away, they're like, I've done what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do, so I understand. Yes. You, you know, so I do feel like a lot of times... We have no choice, of course, when we're starting out to be that person that's in the business. But I'm stressed out all the time because I'm like, oh, my God, I have to pivot. Oh, my God, I have to add this new person. Oh, my God, I have to, you know, hire this person. I have to look for this contractor. Okay, um, are we expanding in this particular department? And Mm -hmm. do I need to bring someone else in? But if you have a mindset where you're like, oh, I'm just I want a business. I want to set it and forget it. You're going to be going nowhere fast. To set it and forget it. So I think one of the biggest challenges um, in entrepreneurship is going from solopreneur to, like, leading a team. It's hard. Primarily because what I think is, like, the hard part is delegating. It's like when you're so used to doing the things the way that you are used to doing them, how do you trust someone to come in and do the things the way that you've been doing them? So what is your advice for someone who's struggling with delegation? You need to create processes mm. because a Come lot on, of times, yes, Connie S. Yes, that's my girl. She helped me with it. my yes. She helped me with my system. So, um, I one thing that people what I always say to somebody if they're like this person isn't getting it or this person is doing it wrong, it's like 
It's your fault. Mm-hmm. It's you your didn't fault. explain it to them. Mm-hmm. Because if you give someone direction, you can't say that they're not getting it unless you said to them, do A, B, 1, 2, 3, and then they did A, Z, P, H, I. But if you never gave someone direction, then it's your fault because it's your business. It's what you want them to do. And so a lot of times, most people, we hold on to that where it's like, I want to do it how I want to do it, and no one's going to be able to do it how I do it. If it's a personality thing, you can go through that, right? Like I know, for for instance, in my business, I know that I can close. My team, I have a very high close rate in terms of when people come into my firm. We're probably at like 80%. Mm-hmm. I know that if I was there, it'll probably be like 95%, but I'm willing to let that additional, you know, percentage go because I can't be in my business in order for it to grow. But a lot of times, if I say to my team, this is how I want you to onboard. These are the systems. This is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. They're going to do it. And if they don't do it and I've documented what they need to do, I can then go back and reassess where they went wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just like, hey, girl, pick up the phone. Do this onboarding. Get it how you live. Do it how you do it. Do it how you... They're going to do whatever it is that they want to do. Mm. And whose fault is that? That's your fault. <laughs> that is your fault. It's not their fault. You know, so... I definitely think that people have to focus more so on their processes. Um, And I always tell people from the beginning, even when it's just you, document what you want. Document how you want things done. Because, like, for me, I've just spent two years ago, I sat down documenting my processes. Literally, this tax season was over in April. From April all the way until now, I'm re-documenting my processes. I'm not playing with my processes because... I can't play with them because in order for me to get out my business, and most people aren't looking at it like that, in order for me to get out my business, I need to be able to come back to you and say, you didn't do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm very big on that. I'm like, if I didn't tell you, it's not your fault. I can't assume that you're just going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because most people who have that figure outness about them, like they have their own business. They're They're out here operating their own thing. That's the thing. It's like if you wanted someone that was going to lead the business, then you... They got their own business. They're not an employee. Yeah, yeah. They have their own business. And so you have to document... I mean, you have to document things so that way people have, like, a blueprint to go by. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hard pill to swallow. It's you, sis. This whole interview is you, sis. Look <laughs> in the you. mirror. Look in the mirror. Okay, yeah. so when we were talking about your pivot, you mentioned, like, a CPA. You can't just go to school for four. You got to go to school for five. So I want to talk about the difference. between a CPA and an accountant. Because as entrepreneurs, I feel like it's, you know, we know we need somebody to keep these books. We know we got to have somebody file the taxes. But who, like who's the right person to be able to do that? So what's the difference? Perfect. So a CPA, it's it's a certified public accountant because people will butcher CPA. I done heard some crazy words and terms. But it's a certified public accountant and pretty much the requirements to become a CPA, it's 150 credits, so about five years of school. Um, so me, I have um, a dual bachelor's degree or I could have, my school was hating on me. I was trying to get my master's, but I already had a job offer so I was like "Mm, give me that other Mm -hmm, um, uh, bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. I'm not giving you guys another semester right but they don't care how you get the 150 whether it's through a master's program but you just need the 150 credits Um, you do have to take an exam which is it consists of four parts I took the exam a really long time ago so I know they've made some changes so I don't know how many parts there Mm -hmm. are now but when I heard about this exam it's the hardest it's the hardest exam after the bar, mm. right? So it's a very, very, very difficult exam. I spent a very long time studying for this exam because you have to take the exam in parts and you cannot take them within certain windows. Mm-hmm. And so it literally took me like a year and a half to pass this exam. So that meant like a year and a half of consistency, a year and a half of failing some parts and then retaking Mm -hmm. it, trying to work and take the exam at the same time. Like I literally had to take sabbaticals from work during the summer in order to pass where I would do nothing but focus. Um, Now, ideally, most people always ask me the question, like, what's the difference between a CPA and an accountant? Do I need a CPA? What's the difference? The difference is that when you have someone that's like, okay, I'm going to be an accountant. I'm going to keep your books. I may just do your taxes. There's no real certification behind that right so so anybody can be an accountant um or do you have to have at least an accounting degree no you could i could teach you how to do bookkeeping today no not me no you can't (laughs) (laughs) not me but somebody okay yes 
I could like so with an accounting and you know tax preparers, you don't need any particular certifications. So for me, I have like certain um, continuing education that I have to take. Mm, so okay. I have to take like. To ethics change to keep up the credentials. So ethics training, I have to take continuing education. So I have to be on top of what's happening in tax law, mm-hmm. what's happening in accounting um, from just being in compliance. Right. And I can't do anything because I don't want to jeopardize my license. Right. So I'm licensed and like accounting. So you have something aren't. holding you accountable. I have something holding me accountable. So the people who are out here playing in these streets. It's a lot of people playing in these streets. They're not CPAs. But you guys should stop letting them play in your business. Listen, the stories. I mean, this conversation, I really hope, you know, I know about speaking through the (laughs) existence, and I really hope me having all these conversations (laughs) is not going to get me. No, 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 no. It's going to help. It's going to help because we're here to help. Right? So one thing I do want to point out a lot of times and why people really need to be careful is because the IRS does not care. You can never call the IRS and say... Tanya, Tanya did my taxes. I didn't know. Not knowing is not an excuse for the IRS. Fair IRS. How is that fair? The IRS because it's your responsibility. So from the IRS perspective, yeah, because you hear you'll hear stories that say um, my CPA told me they or my accountant told told me me, X Y Z told me they filed my taxes. That you don't understand the people that this person told me they filed my taxes. They haven't filed my. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at oseamalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill taxes in four years why would somebody do that i keep asking this question i have not gotten a a straight answer yet why would someone do that they it may have been well i mean consistently it couldn't have been an oversight they could have just been that i I don't know i don't know i don't understand it because again i have processes yeah i have processes like i don't know right sometimes people they like still and that's another thing too right like you have someone with your money. Like, your money is so important. You have to make sure that you are hiring people. Because I hear stories where they're like, oh, my accountant took a half a million dollars from me, $250,000 from me. And again, that's why I always tell people, you have to be educated. Because how does somebody take all this money from you? But again, it's because if you don't understand attention. it, you're looking for someone, again, not having processes. You're looking for someone to come in and say, I'm going to handle it. I'm going to do it. No. That's why, like, when I go through things with my clients, it's like, no, let's go through this line by line. I need you to understand exactly what's happening. I don't care if you want to do it. If you don't want to understand it, if you don't want to talk about it, if that's you fine. Time, if you don't have time, you're going to find time, right? Because it's so important. And I always tell people, I can't help you if you can't. Like, only way I can help you is if you can help, help me help, me help you, you yeah. right? So I definitely think that in terms of how it happens, um, some people are just, you know, Scammers. Some people just want money and they're not doing anything. But you have to be careful. And the thing, um, some things that people can ask for um, to make sure, one, the reason why the IRS is saying that it's your responsibility is because you signed the taxes. Mm, So if you signed off on the taxes, what you're signing off to say is that you agree with what this person has submitted Mm -hmm. to them. So you can't go back and say, oh, well, I don't know. 
they they just they just because you didn't actually read it because you didn't actually read it you just signed it right and again we all know we all know you're supposed to read things before you sign it right but most people don't understand tax return so even if you gave somebody a tax return they don't understand it Mm -hmm. and so that's why like i like to go through tax returns line by line with clients because it's like no this is what's happening that's why you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is why this is happening even if you're getting a refund why are you getting a refund that meant the irs had too much of your money why are you getting a refund? Let's talk about it. And so I just think that um, people have to be more on top of their finances and have people be able to talk to them. I'm not saying understand everything. I don't expect my clients to understand the tax code. Um, but you need to understand what's happening and why and how it affects you. So you just have to hire people that are Hire like, the right people. You have to hire Lord, the right people. And pray about it. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the, this tax law, tax code. Is it the same thing? Tax yeah, yeah. Tax the tax I told you code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tax code is pretty much like that's is that what law. spells out like deductions, all, all mm-hmm. of the things. So deductions, in my opinion, and I'll, my opinion ain't worth much, but in my opinion, that's one of the biggest benefits of being a business owner is that we get not take advantage, but we have I guess that's an advantage of being a business owner is, you know, the the being able to write. So to yes, help me to <laughs> to make it simple, I always say that being an employee, you get your money, your tax, and then you get to spend what's left. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you are an entrepreneur, you get your money, you get to spend it and then you get taxed on, on what's, what's left. left. Mm-hmm. Right. And so okay. the it, it's just a um, it's a flip, but it's major. Right. Because they're telling you already, oh, I'm taking 30 percent out your check. I'm taking 40 percent out your check. And then you have to live on what's left mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. You have the power of saying these are all of my expenses. I'm going to pay my expenses. You know what? What personal expenses that I'm already utilizing for business, like your vehicle, your phone, you know, all these things. What are things that I'm already paying for on my personal side that I can now make a business expense? And now I can write that off. So now what that's doing is that's decreasing your profit, mm-hmm. which is in turn reducing the amount of taxes that you're going to pay. Right. So that was a Thank you. Some read yeah, because to my, sum up what you were saying, choppy. it was real choppy. What I was trying to ask. I got you together. I got you it. together. But so, yes. so what? Some of the ones that you named, like the vehicle, the phone, mm-hmm. the home office, like those are ones that I feel like we often talk about. Mm-hmm. What are some that are maybe like not as known that we could be taking advantage of? Absolutely. So one that is not talked about a lot is just um, like an IRA or like a retirement contribution mm. and being able to match that. Right. So I talk about that a lot now because people. Well, I talk about it a lot with my clients but now I'm going to become more vocal about it because I'm like why isn't everyone doing this if you have a business you can open up a retirement account Mm -hmm. for the business if you are an employee of the business you can now contribute to your retirement account and match it so once you match it that's now an expense for the business and now an investment into your retirement and a tax deduction and a tax credit right Mm -hmm. so people aren't thinking about these things and so we have to Um, some other ones that people don't talk about a lot um let's see what about me getting my makeup done for these podcast episodes it's a little shaky because the irs is very delayed I need my makeup done for these podcast episodes you do need your makeup done but yes because this is more media right so yes you yeah you like can i okay. can i yeah yeah right because it's that. more media right that's like if someone let's say beyonce or people that are on set you need these you know these things done so yes because it's more media but some people who are like they're in real estate and they're like i need my makeup in order to show a house you don't you don't yeah, you don't yeah, right yeah. you gotcha. don't okay. you don't need it and so it really is about what you can justify and i always tell people if you're sitting down across from an irs agent can you confidently say to them I needed my, my makeup, makeup done, done. <laughs> right and mind you they probably sitting there bare face looking at you with attitude no, no, you like not. you did right mm. and so that's that yeah so it, that's like relative depending on the industry okay so that was one of my questions is like are taxes treated different depending on the industry and it's not that they're treated different it's just that the deductions might be different because of what's actually necessary. Yes, because in order to write off something um, as an, or consider something an expense, it has to be ordinary and necessary. That's the definition by the IRS. So if it's ordinary, meaning it's something common in your industry, then you can write it off. If it's something that you are, you know, it's necessary in order for you to do, then, you know, yeah, you can, you know, so write it off. So which ones will land us in jail? Um, ignoring the IRS. 
right? So what people don't understand is that before the IRS comes for you, right? So there's a few things, right? One, taking deductions that you are not allowed. So let's say, um, and it really, I just want to say, really, let's back up, right? Because I don't want people thinking because they get audited or because they write one line item off that going to jail. That is not true. People go to jail for tax evasion, okay? So there's a big difference between tax Girl, evasion and tax is, avoidance, okay? okay. So, what is the difference? Okay, tax evasion is illegal. Tax avoidance is legal, okay? So tax avoidance means that you're going to do some tax planning strategies. You're going to implement the tax code. And I want people to understand that the tax code literally is like maybe like 1% telling you that you need to pay taxes and the other 99% of the tax code is telling you how not to pay taxes, mm. right? So you utilizing those other 99, that other 99% of the tax code to then reduce your tax liability, that is totally legal because everyone is, well, all wealthy people are doing it and now you will be doing it as yes. well, right? So that is legal. But straight saying, I didn't make any money, not filing taxes, um, let's say filing taxes with high tax liabilities, never paying them. So I have some people that come to me and they're like, oh, my God, I owe um, I owe the IRS like 150000 They keep sending me letters. I'm like, you need to respond to them. And people don't understand. The IRS is going to give you different options. So it's right? not like the regular bill collector that you could just like hang up on. Don't no, do that. The IRS coming for you. They, gonna, they, they will freeze your accounts. They will garnish your check. They will, they're going to get their money, right? They are going to get their money. But what people don't understand, everyone's so scared of the IRS. Who you should be scared of is the state. States don't play. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Oof. But <laughs> the IRS, if you owe them or they're reaching out to you, you have to communicate with them. You have to let them know. What do you say? I ain't got it. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? You have to let them know. Okay, so it depends. So it depends. If let's say you get a notice from, let's use a scenario, right? Because I get don't this, use I me get, in a scenario. I'm girl. not gonna okay. use you. <laughs> all right. So let's use an example of an Uber driver because I get this all the time. Okay. Uber drivers, they were receiving 1099s, but they never filed their taxes. The IRS is gonna sit back and they're gonna say, okay, you never filed that 1099. But we have it on file that you made that money. From Uber, because Uber, Uber filed it. Because Uber filed it with them. So what they're going to do is they're going to wait a few years. See, that's the point. They're going to wait. They're they going to wait because they want that interest. They want the interest and the penalties and all those things, right? So once they catch up to you and they um, say they're going to send you a letter that's going to say, well, based on this 1099 of 100000 you owe us 30000 right? People usually like freak out. They're like, oh my God, the IRS said I owe them $30,000. I'm like, the IRS knows that you made money and they're not gonna tell you that you can write expenses off against this, right? So every time, like if, you, if you're receiving certain letters, you should have a CPA or, an, or a, you know, a, prof, a, a professional tax preparer that really understands business to help you read through what that letter is saying. So the IRS is not gonna say, hey, we know you made $100,000, but you are able to write off expenses against that $100,000 to reduce your tax liability. No. They're going to say... But they want as much of that money as they can get. Yeah, they're going to say, this is the income. So you owe us taxes based on that income. So whenever clients call me, I always feel like a superhero when they call me. They're like... I know you like I'm that like, low real quick. I'm like, don't worry about it. We have, you know, we're able to write things off against it. And then the tax liability goes, you know, is significantly lower. However... If let's say you get that letter and you never Not respond me. to it. Don't say I got the letter. <laughs> Somebody, the Uber driver. If the Uber driver got the letter and they never responded, then it becomes an issue. Because now it's interest and it's penalties. Mm. Now your bank account is going to be seized and all these different things when you could have just filed the tax return. or if, you know. So it really is just about communication. And honestly, if you call them, you can get in a payment plan. If let's say you were making a certain amount of money at one point, but now you're not, they have programs. So like they have offering compromise situations. They have like payoff, like lump sum payoff um, situations. And so there's different options, but that's not really for you to know as the business owner or the individual, right? You should be working with someone that can present these options to you that can help you, you know? So that's why, again, it's all about hiring who you need right. to hire so that way they can help you. Okay, so it's going to take a while before you actually go to jail. You got to like Yeah, really yeah, yeah. You got to like really be avoiding and, and at, a, at a high dollar amount. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to go to jail because you like wrote off a little deduction. What's a high dollar amount, though? 
It got to be a couple, couple million. Okay. A couple million. million. All right. I would say a couple million. All right. That makes, Probably that 100,000. Not 100,000? <laughs> no, I said maybe a couple hundred thousand. Okay. Like high hundred okay. thousand. Because right? that that, by that time, you're in tax court. Most small businesses are not going to tax court with the IRS. The IRS is not taking you to court. But the state, because, you said, circle back to the state. Okay. They taking go, you to court? No, they're not going to take you to court. But the state will seize your stuff like way faster than the IRS. And most people are so focused on the IRS that they think that the state is something to play with, and they're not. If you owe the state, call them, get into a payment plan, figure out what options they have, because they will seize your bank account mm. quick. All the things. Quick. Okay, let's <laughs> let's uh, pivot this conversation because that's stressful. This conversation is making Corio very, very uncomfortable. Very <laughs> but you know, your girl ain't with the millions, and I don't avoid my taxes. Let me also just say that your girl pays, okay? But the the, the stories that I've heard yes. is just like you thinking you pay, especially when you're working. The what I really feel bad about is when someone thinks that they're doing the right thing because they've been working with a you know specific individual. And then it's a situation. And that person wasn't doing the right thing. They wasn't doing the right thing. And that's bad because guess what? Again, the IRS does not care. They don't care. You cannot say, oh, well, such and such told me that they paid it. They're going to be like, all right, well, we didn't receive the payment. If you could send um, confirmation that you sent that payment in, then we'll notate it. If not, then we want our money. Yeah, and then it's so bad. Like, I've seen someone lose their business because they had to just dissolve their business because they couldn't pay. So... Well, I want to pivot, but this next this pivot ain't gonna be much better. So let's just go on and get through it because the recession is oh, another stressful. Recession. Well, it could be a stressful conversation. So, so help us out. I don't think what the should, recession what should is we a stressful be focused on? Because I know mindset is everything in these situations. Because somebody's gonna yeah. get rich off this recession. Absolutely, we all are gonna get rich off this conversation. I mean, off this conversation. So for me, how I look first, I missed the last recession. We was too young to catch I was that too last. Too young recession. and. During the last recession, again, I was looking at headlines. But again, I was very young. But at the same time, we're looking at headlines. We're looking at things that say, oh, my God, we're in a recession. With the media. Yeah, I got my grandma like, oh, my God, girl, we're in a recession. But nobody's saying what a recession really means. Mm -hmm. Recession is once we kind of hit those two consecutive quarters of being down, guess what's happening? Stock prices are down. Home prices are down. I do feel like, and we'll talk about on the business side, what business owners need to consider. But I don't think that, I think this is like perfect. Like I'm excited. Time. It's game time for me. I said, you know what? I'm a lifestyle girl. I like to be outside. I like mm-hmm, to eat. Mm-hmm. And I like to shop. I like to do all this stuff. I'm like, mm, I'm going to kind of slow down. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to take all my money and I'm going to invest it. Because I truly feel if I take time over the next two to three years to just invest, I feel like I'll be set for life because mm. think about all the people who we're looking at now. Who's like, yeah, I purchased that home in 2008. I purchased this home. And no, I'm going to be that person 10 years from now. Nope. I purchased this home in 2022 mm. with during a recession. Right. So I want to be that person. And so I think that we just have to change our mindset from more so from an investing standpoint. Then we'll talk about business. But from an investing standpoint, it's time to eat. Mm. It's time to invest. It's time to take Use advantage. Yes. Save your money. Don't go out. Even if you don't have money, save. Find some money. Figure out OPM, other people's money, because guess what? Banks still have quotas. They still need to lend this money out. You need to learn how to position yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, so that way you can get capital. Girl, I'm not playing. Lines of credit, line it up. She said, girl, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I need lines of credit. Like when you guys hear people say, oh, I bought this house all cash. They're not buying it all cash. They're buying it with lines of credit. Somebody else's cash. Someone else's cash. So when you guys are watching all these TVs, TV shows, and, and they're like, like $5 million cash, I no, wonder, like, what? You got no, dollar bills? It's not their money. They are getting lines of credit. And then they'll pull all the money from the line of credit, pay for the home. And guess what that does? That makes them more favorable. They're going to close quicker. They're mm-hmm. going to have the investment. And nine times out of 10, the interest rate is going to be way lower on a line of credit than it is going to be on, let's say, hard money. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we just have to become more creative and open our minds mm-hmm. to just really understand how we're going to get to the bag now on the business side now this is my first recession as a business owner so i'm looking at all the bigger companies what are they doing girl i seen they firing everybody i'm looking around in my office like should i start firing people because listen i'm not 
not trying to recreate the will. Yeah, yeah. What are y'all doing? Y'all firing people? Blueprint. I'm gonna follow the blueprint, but I ain't firing nobody in my office yet. I'm about to say they gonna watch this girl. They gonna be scared. no, no, no. I, no, I told them. I uh, said, look, they the big company is firing. They, I ain't gonna fire y'all. You know, but these are things that we have to take into consideration and not ignore. Mm-hmm. We see bigger companies tightening up, so we have to tighten up. They're going to be cutting. Like I was told, like I was going to take my team, if we met our goal, I was going to take my team to Tulum last year. They missed the goal. So I said, okay, we didn't do it last year. We may do it this year. They may not be going next year because, (laughs) listen, we may have to save that money, you know? So we have to look at bigger companies and see what they're doing because the reality is if they're cutting back, you don't keep spending. They are doing these things for a reason. reason. If they can do it at a corporate level, as a small business, you have to be paying attention to those things. And so for me, I'm cutting back certain things. Do we absolutely need it? Don't order a piece of paper, no ink, no pen, no nothing. Because usually I'm like, oh, we need this. Let's order it. Let's pay. Mm -hmm. Nope. We are not doing that. So I just think that there's two. tight. Yeah, it's two different spectrums that we have to look at it. But I definitely don't think that the recession is a negative thing. I think that we are going to have to work a little harder. I do think money was just floating around in the air for the past two years. Girl, Especially 2020 was, 2020 ooh, was a time. We had a time last night, baby. 2020 was great, right? And so a lot of people started their business, of course, like sitting home, watching, you know, social media, you know, having that time to really sit back uh, sit down and isolate themselves and really start their business Mm -hmm. because otherwise they would have been at work busy didn't have time but the money came easy the people were all congregated on social media now it's a little different Mm -hmm. you're gonna really have to operate this like a business in order to get this money so that's it we're gonna we're gonna get through this we're gonna get through it baby okay that did make me feel better i hope (laughs) y'all are coming together touch and agree we're getting rich in this recession Get a little tight right now. So Money not changing. Later. It's just changing hands. And it It's hello. just changing hands. The, where's the money? Hands. Where's the money going? Over here. Over here. <laughs> okay. So I know that you have some books. Yes. You got to tell the people how they Are you taking like tell the people how they can work with you, get your books, all of the things. Yes. So you guys can follow me on social media. So all social platforms, Miss Business 101. So that's ms.business. Because the other one's scamming. You got to tell them. The yeah, other I have like a lot of fake pages. More than, I have like 122,000 followers. So oh, if, oh, I thought you were going to say 100 fake pages. Okay. Girls probably, but listen. One of my fake pages have like 30,000 followers and I'm offended because I I worked hard for my first 30,000 followers. So I don't understand how they get to just come in and just do that. But anyway... Find me. <laughs> Hopefully by the time you guys see this episode, I'll be verified or something. Yes. But <laughs> on Instagram, all social platforms, Miss Business 101, we are accepting new clients. Click the link in my bio. Just make sure that you guys schedule that consultation. Um, I would like to talk to you all before the year is over, right? Because a lot of business owners like to wait until January through April. Hey, y'all be but busy. yeah, not even that we're busy, but as a business owner, you can't talk to me only like January through April that's for employees that's for somebody who money has already been taken out we have to have this conversation what do you need to do how do you need to prepare right so click the link schedule your appointment it's a free consultation my team will answer all of your questions in regards to what you need to do talk about our process make sure it's a good fit so that's how um, you know you can work with me but we also do tax preparation business formation tax planning payroll so I've really built my company Brooks Alliance to be a full service financial company right because you don't want to have to go to me for bookkeeping somebody else for Mm -hmm, taxes mm -hmm. somebody else for business formation because there's a disconnect so we want everything to be under one one company so that way we can do what we're best at so you can go do what you're best at yes. right and then my book so I have a book that I wrote three years ago which is 300 plus tax deductions and everyone still loves this book to this day because the number one question I'm always asked every day is what can I write what off can I write so off, girl baby. I sat down a couple years ago because you know them DMs they become repetitive like, what can I write off what can I, I'm like you know what Buy the book. So I wrote 300 plus tax deductions and I actually just released a book, the tax playbook. And I wrote the tax playbook, which is more so like a guide to help entrepreneurs really prepare to file taxes. Mm. There's so many different factors that come into play, but it's not hard. It's just that you don't have the, you don't know the terms, you don't know the strategy. So I also put like some tax planning strategies in there. So like, what exactly should you be doing when you're meeting with these people for tax planning? Because some people are like, 
oh, I never talked to my accountant until like January. I'm like, that's a problem. Like you can't do anything after January, Mm -hmm. right? So I put some tax planning strategies in there, who you need to hire that's going to help you from a tax perspective, certain plays. So it's a tax playbook. So I kind of correlated it from like a mindset perspective to football. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of principles that they follow in football we need to implement as a business my favorite one is that the coach never enters the game Mm -hmm. and that is a good one because a lot of times as a business owner you want to be in the game a coach is never going to take their their shirt off or put on the you know the um, football players the quarterback's jersey and say you know what now I'm going to do your your job no he's going to coach from the sidelines and so that that was um I really love my mindset part of the book because I really went in I'm like correlating it to football but that's so important and I think that we don't think about that we're always consistently trying to figure out like how can I hop in to help this situation when the reality is you're hurting the situation Mm -hmm. because you're keeping yourself in the business so those are my books yes link in your bio link in my bio missbusiness101.com oh thank you get into into it baby (laughs) another game changing conversation that's gonna keep your ass out of jail (laughs) y'all thank you for tuning in to Girl Stop Playing podcast share this episode with a friend so y'all all can stay outside <laughs> girl hey i hope you enjoyed that video this channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love so make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops and comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video peace out Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.